1: NBA team podcast as this uh, NBA season for 2023-2024 continues on. We're in the new year, and as the season seems to be taking precedence in, you know, pro sports with a lot of other, you know, with football finishing up, I guess we just decided to increase our frequency. I am one of your co-host, Andrews. So I'm joined by Adam Murray. Adam, this is the second week in a row. Are, are you sure you're okay?
0: Well, the problem with last year was there were no storylines. It was just when will chicago and toronto do something and there was really nothing else going on now all of a sudden it was well we got a big trade okay let's let's go do one then we have more news it's the weeks where we have nothing going on it's just like well what's the league doing player x is doing good player y is terrible but no no arguments here it's as as long as we're not forcing stuff out And we have stuff to talk about.
1: Well, you know, the playoffs, you kind of have to force it out. Like, even if you look like some of those playoff seasons when we first started, because I think, what is this, our 10th season or 11th? I believe 10th. Like the earliest portion was the Warriors and the Cavaliers. They they played in the finals four years in a row when they started. And some of those playoff journeys or postseason runs were interesting, but a lot of them were not. So, like sometimes with the postseason, when we would talk about it, it was like, Ugh. we know who's going to be in the final. Uh, this one is uh, 2023. I, I wasn't absolutely sure who was going to make the finals. Um, uh, and this year actually kind of feels the same. Would you say? Would you say that as well? Like, well, that
0: we you're not sure West...
1: exactly who the top front runner is in the Western Conference. There is
0: no front runner in the West, and there never will be. It's just going to be who's hottest at the end. Because all these teams are just jockeying for position and matchups. And it doesn't really matter.
1: The East, in my opinion, is a wrap. It's either Boston, Milwaukee, or Philadelphia. If it's not one of those three, I would be absolutely. I would probably put $100 on it right now. It's going to be one of those three teams that goes to the NBA Finals out of the East. Well,
0: don't tell Knicks fans that because they're big trade and they The they're Knicks are it. not
1: going to the NBA Finals, Adam. Let's be realistic.
0: Well, you could have said that about Miami last year.
1: Yeah, but Miami's got the culture. they got that heat culture they even have jerseys they wore jerseys. those are the worst jerseys ever well yeah but heat culture is real though huh like they're able to develop those talents they're able to kind of cultivate winning they're able to get more out of less they do have that i don't know if the knicks have that i think the knicks are at a better you know we don't we talked about the trade last week so we don't have to like dive in again i felt like it was a win-win i felt like both teams got better between toronto and in new york
0: Watching quickly and Scotty Barnes together is as nice. A starter,
1: yeah, quickly as a starter works. Yes.
0: But now we are going to move on to the West and the just the implosion upon implosion upon implosion of the Golden State Warriors.
1: You know who set the dynamite this week was Nikola Jokic with that 39 foot heave that won it at the buzzer in Golden State. That's probably the shot of the year so far. There's other great, awesome game winners, but that was pretty good.
0: That was, but we were just talking like Golden State cannot afford any loss at this point because they lost Draymond for he's on 12 games. And when, you know, by the time he comes back, we, you know, didn't we sort of agree 15 games was probably where he'll will he will be.
1: Yeah. And the reinstatement was pretty fast. The Warriors said, OK, he's back in the facility. And then the NBA was like, oh, OK, it's cool with us. You know, it's like mental health. Like when when it comes to mental health, you don't want to you don't want to restrict people's availability if they if the people if their employer believes that they're ready or the doctor even believes that they're ready to to participate again. So once he said he was ready or it got signed off that he was ready to come back, then, you know, I I do think he probably went to anchor management. But I I don't that we at at this point recorded, we don't know. He hasn't talked about it yet, but I have to imagine he got some treatment.
0: But you you need to show the paperwork to the NBA saying, look, right. I did this. This is all I did. Correct. But Golden State, you know, he's gone 12 games. They they win. They go six and five, six and six. They 20- did
1: go on a five game winning streak, including beating Boston. But, but then they lost on Christmas Day and they lost, I think, five out of six or maybe up But four they, they
0: would have won a couple more with him. And now being in the 10th spot at the edge of the play-in game just a half game ahead of the lakers who are oh <laughs> we'll, get we'll get to, to that. In a minute yeah but you can't and you have now chris paul who fractures his hand is out indefinitely which is most likely the I, i'm season. um
1: i'm not a doctor okay i'm not Doogie hauser uh a bro- how long are you out with a broken hand usually in the nba about two months six to eight weeks so two months okay I was just curious. I can't remember what it what it is. Usually, I mean in the NBA obviously, a broken foot is worse than a broken hand. If you break your foot, you're done for the season. If you break your hand, you could probably come back.
0: We're looking what March.
1: Yeah, and then the spe- and then you hear all the catcalling from the back channels of the people who represent Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Even James Wiseman came over off the top rope, who plays in Detroit now, saying, "Yeah, I don't know why I never got playing time." So it's almost like some people are re- like rebelling against coaches. You know, we see it with Darvin Ham in LA, and we see it a little bit with Steve Kerr, where it seems like he might be in over his head.
0: The body language of Kaminga and Moody are terrible, and you've lost Draymond and Clay Thompson. Step backwards.
1: Yeah, he's averaging like 16 or 17 a game. He's not, he, but if you look at the production, he's just not as a, he's not even remotely close to as efficient as he used to be. And defensively, he's not, he's way slower. You know, he used to be a two-way player. You know, now I would say he's a one-way player. Some people think he's a no-way player. that's really mean but i think clay thompson's still a good player the problem is that he has these droughts where he just can't make a shot for a game curry's playing great curry is playing fantastic he was amazing in um i believe that boston game that went to overtime so if he has to pick it pick it up he can but he has to be in the position to be able to win the game and the problem with the warriors is that they kind of get into a hole and they can't get out of it let me ask you this question detroit did win a game But if they lost that game in Golden State, do you think that could have been a harbinger of worse things? They won the game. But do you think that it could have been worse had they lost it? Um, It's losing to Detroit that embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it is kind of embarrassing. I think losing to the Wizards might be worse because Detroit is just bad. The Wizards, you have
1: Jordan. I saw a highlight of them against the Knicks. And Julius Randle is cooking, by the way, because, you know, R.J.'s not taking his shots. But, uh,
0: it, yeah, they, they're
1: they terrible. I think I saw a stat where Jordan Poole is, like, the least efficient player in the entire NBA. Like, that includes bench warmers.
0: Yeah, he's not doing too hot right now.
1: <laughs> uh, the L.A. Clippers are still hot.
0: They that lost, they are.
1: Um, They lost to the Thunder and the Celtics who are awesome. And they actually played each other in a game that I thought was the best game so far, the regular season, but the Clippers still look fantastic. You know, they were 11 and two in December and they're still kind of going. Do you think they could still make some moves? The Clippers? No. And
0: I think you, with the rosters, they're kind of set now and you look at who's available. How are you going to upgrade? What can you possibly give?
1: Um like, Mason- for Plumley's all these teams. Ramp- oh well just specifically the clippers Mason Plumlee's ramping up PJ Tucker doesn't like his playing time, so maybe you can bundle them together for something. But for
0: what? You have you see the rumors, oh, the Celtics are interested in Bogdanovich and mm-hmm. the, the Kings are interested in Siakam. And well, what are you guys possibly offering? They're not gonna take crap for this and Siakam is gonna be a King's ransom.
1: Yeah, it, like yeah, it's gonna be a lot you're gonna have to trade first rounders to get Siakam. And he's an unrestricted free agent in the summer. Who's going to pull the trigger on that? That's the other part.
0: He's an unrestricted free agent who wants to be an unrestricted free agent, as Go opposed ahead. to yeah, I'll wink, wink, nut. You know, well, I'll I'll re-sign in the off with you. So it's uh, a lot to do, and you kind of have to feel bad for teams that wanted to sell. Because let's look at the point guard market right now. You got Malcolm Brogdon waiting to be mm-hmm. flipped. You got Jordan Clarkson. And, um, oh, I'm blanking out his name in Utah. Uh, Colin Sexton. But oh, you Utah's said, looking to move them. You mm-hmm. have Detroit who have Alec Burke and Jaden Ivey, they're probably gonna get rid of. And because they key and kid can't play together, so you have all these point guards on the market. There's like, we're not gonna give a ransom for really any of these people.
1: Yeah, the only one who seems to be in the play and hunt, but this is on the east. During conference side is Indiana. I think Indiana is going to move some people, and Buddy Heald's one of them, who's like a sharpshooter. So I could see somebody trying to take a take a flyer on Buddy Heald. Well, Aaron Nesmith has made Buddy Heald expendable.
0: Yes, Aaron Nesmith yes. has become this. I've shooting... read a
1: stat that Aaron C. Smith is second in the league in three point field goal percentage. That's crazy.
0: He well, that's what he did in Vanderbilt before he got injured. So. Mm-hmm.
1: He just never got playing time because he wasn't – at the time when he was in Boston, he wasn't a defensive player. Now he's become a good defensive player.
0: A, he wasn't a defensive player, and B, if you're playing behind Jalen Brown Jason Tatum, where are you going to get minutes, period?
1: Yeah, and you need somebody to play defense for Indiana because that that team – that's one of the worst defenses in the league. They're the best offense in the league. You know, they, they make up for it, but they need a defender out there, and that that would be kneesbeth and not Buddy Heald. So, yeah, he's expendable. You're right.
0: So, moving on. To just expendable and the expendables of
1: the (laughs) Lakers. Okay, sliced alone. Yeah, and they're almost as old as the expendables. (sighs) The, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Rui Achimura, you know, we've been, they've been talking about that a lot. Zach Levine came back. So, you know, he's sort of ramping up to be in game shape so that if he gets traded, he's ready to go. Do you think that there's still some, uh, do you think there's something there that Levine might go to LA?
0: I don't know if he fixes their woes now because D'Angelo Russell is going to be the money that has to change sides. And he's fallen out of favor and you have Darvin Ham. Who would have thought he would be the first coach out?
1: Seems like here's the thing. It comes down to the leader of your locker room or the star of your team. Like, And when LeBron James is lounging and really sulking like that in interviews, you know the mood is bad. So if if the leader is like that, then guess what? The whole team is like that. And if he's not in a good mood, then so I would just, just say this: I wouldn't be shocked if we have one of these weeks where LeBron is like, "Hey, I'm kind of banged up. I'm going to take a week off." Where what he's really doing is that he's doing his back channel thing with Rich Paul and Rob Polinko. He the can't.
0: Companies. They can't take a because they're out, they have out Anthony
1: of, Davis. They just get out of the that.
0: playoffs
1: altogether. Yeah.
0: So they need. He needs. He knows he needs to play because. Well, you know, you went all, all out for the, the the in season tournament, and then you're sort of, crapped out now.
1: And you know, Indiana struggled too after the in season tournament, um, but they picked it but then they started wins. They got some wins after that. They picked up some wins to make up for it. The Lakers have not. They're just so. What do the Lakers they- do
0: to right the ship?
1: They've got to make a, they, they got to do a move like Allah getting a Zach Levine. They got to get Jared Vanderbilt healthy. They have to get Gabe Vincent who they use the full MLE on. Remember that's an important move. They, they haven't had him, So they need to get these guys back to full health. I think that would be very, very helpful. I don't think D'Angelo Russell's a starting point guard. He's just not no, one. he, um, and Austin Reeves is not either. Austin Reeves is better off as a, as a six man.
0: What is D'Angelo's Russell's, uh, how many Gallium? years? Yeah. Well, oh, well, I know his
1: contract is negative. Three, late right now. I, three. Three. And I think he has a player option on year three. I'll look it up while you talk. Because, <laughs> like I
0: said, we just, you have the Lakers who are just. Anytime you start messing with the rotation and moving people in and out for no reason, trying to find pieces that work, especially after winning the end season tournament and seeming to have everything go, we we had raved about the off season getting players to make this a team, give them a bench, and for it to all sort of fall apart real quick, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of odd.
1: Um, it's actually better than you think. Player option next year, eighteen million, then unrestricted. It was a one plus one. Well, oh, that's not terrible then, but you know, so, but yeah, hit, but Vanderbilt they signed to a new deal, they, they gotta move him. Christian Wood has no value. Torian Prince is actually valuable in their plus minus, so I wouldn't move him. But uh, here's here's the question:
0: Is Levine Levine better than Austin Reeves? At yes, three at three times the money. At three times the money, I don't
1: know about that. Austin like, Reeves
0: makes twelve. Yes. Levine makes thirty six. Thirty
1: three. Yes, yeah, thirty three.
0: Yep. So is Levine Levine worth that? Like, if uh, you know, you do Reeves and Russell and
1: you know, uh, garbage, yeah, actually, it's 40 and, and it goes up from there. So, yeah, so he's, it, on, yeah. he's on who's, a max level.
0: Who's better? So, is well, it
1: worth I I would still go with Levine, but I would have to assume that what Chicago is going to insist on is they want Reeves in the deal.
0: Yeah, they'll want Reeves, Hachimura, and Russell, and probably a first hmm. Is
1: it worth it? No. Yes, I, I believe so. I mean, we can disagree on it, of course. This is a podcast. now
0: I mean, Reeves isn't this huge like Lakers fans think he's
1: the next coming of like every great like he's he's good, he, but he's not super good. You know what he is? He's the offensive version of Alex Caruso. He gives you everything on offense that you need, but on defense, he gives you nothing. Alex Caruso is the opposite. Offensively, he gives you very little defensively he gives you everything you need. Which is funny, because Caruso, I think, played with the Lakers.
0: You know, he just, he's good, but um, they, Lakers have, I, I thought, I was, you know, I was very, very up on them in the offseason, and they are, come crashing down I, I think
1: they can, I think they can fix it. Um, With the Memphis, they, that was one of the teams that actually beat the Lakers, on the road in this did you see that weird thing where um lebron kind of did a forearm to jared jackson jr when they were in a tussle and taylor jenkins just runs out on the fucking court you saw that yeah that was nuts not as funny as shaka smart trying to guard the other players guard on (laughs) did you see that one for i know that's college but it made me laugh the taylor jenkins incident reminded me of that did you see that one yes Uh, yes everything Coach? is falling apart. Stay now. in the box. Stay in the box. I know these coaches like, "Oh my god, I just only had one foot out the bo-. Stay in the box. You were not a player, Jesus Christ." You know, a lot of these coaches like, we have former player coaches all over the place, you know, um Amy Yudoka, you know, talking trash to LeBron. I get it. Like, you get animated, but come on, man. Like anyways,
0: that's uh, that's a good point. Good transition. Let's talk Houston for a second.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I think they're playing well. I saw a play uh, a game where they had a really balanced attack against an awesome Milwaukee Bucks team, even though Giannis went for 48 and 17, but that's the norm at this point for Giannis on Kumba. But Houston's pretty balanced. You know, Shangoon has really made the leap. Jalen green looks good. Um, uh, that's
0: I was going to talk about him. Jalen green kind of, I don't remember. He was the, the next superstar. He was
1: the next super great. And now he's just sort of there? Yeah, I think it's because of the fact that Van Vliet's there. The reason why he's getting more playing time is because Dylan Brooks is out with an injury. He's got an oblique injury. so they, And Jabari they- Smith just... He's played uh, He's played well. He had this one game where he went for like a double-double with 34 points. So he has those games where he can go off. I think there's potential there still with um, Jabari Smith Jr. With Amen Thompson, he just got back from his injury a month ago. He's coming along. I don't want to try to rush it too much with the rookie. Uh, but I think it's really just Van Vleet is a great leader. Uh, Brooks has implemented defense along with Yudoka. And Shen Goon is just – Shen Goon's going to probably be a rookie max player, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's terrific, but they um I don't want to say they're on a roll because you know they they lost to Minnesota. They have a couple of games where they don't look so great. They're they have a winning record and they're still in the they're still in the playoff or playing in the hunt. Do you think they can hang around? Is the question?
0: I I don't I can't answer that because we we've mentioned just you have four games separating fourth to a tenth and mm-hmm. one bad week and one fractured hand could just change everything and one
1: and one of the teams right above him is phoenix and you know adam i know that they've been really like coasting in mediocrity for the last month but you know the phoenix suns are going to go on a run you know it and there's going to be a month in february or march where they just don't lose
0: and you but the thing is you watch the suns and you go you it's obvious they need a point guard beals back though but he's not a point guard true you need an actual point guard and they don't have it and you just see with pacing and moving things up it's like you went all in and that's why a point guard is a very important position you can't just have you know Durant bring it up or Booker bring it up
1: the benefit they have is that they have a lot of those uh, veteran minimum people underneath Booker Beal and Durant so you can actually move around some of those people like Damian Lee and Bolbol Nasir Little do you think they can do a couple things to try to maybe swap out some players maybe even Grayson Allen
0: do little things but i don't know what's gonna well you know we've seen crazy trades before mm-hmm. and
1: but what i'm saying is they can bundle maybe like three of those guys and then alan you know, like little's making six million alan's making nine like you could put that together and put in like a, a veteran who makes like 15 to 20 maybe something like that
0: oh i i get the feeling this year there's gonna be a lot of uh, veteran roster cuts that'll be, and this very- is also
1: the last year you can do the, the the second round compensation stuff. After this, with the second apron, that's gone. So you so you know they're going to do that. The luxury tax paying teams are going to say, okay, we could do a one more lopsided trade if we can make the money work and if we give up some draft picks, and and then after that, it's over for tax paying teams. If you're under if you're under the cap, you're okay. Yeah, like I, I think I think Phoenix is gonna probably have to make a move. I think the Lakers are almost in a must position. Oklahoma City's got assets. The thing is the Oklahoma City Thunder are the second have the second best record in the Western Conference. I don't think they're in a position to have to move people, right? Yeah I mean you got Uzman Dane, who no, hasn't played but... well. You got Misich, you got Kendrick Williams, like Pokashevsky. You have people that don't get playing time that you can move if you want a veteran. But that team got really good really fast, Adam. You don't need a veteran
0: to spark up this team because they've all grown together. They're all doing well. It's just when you get to next year and well, you're gonna get a top draft pick probably. Well, where is that player gonna fit in? Where is mm-hmm. he gonna get missed? You know, they remember
1: they traded draft capital to get Ausmain Dang, who is He's a he's a non factor. He barely plays. You know, they also have – they have the Bertans contract still sitting there, you know, the expiring. Yeah, which was a strange – So they have that balloon contract that they can move to try to get a veteran. Can the veteran fit quickly enough to – um, because the the Thunder are the I believe the second youngest or the youngest team in the league. That is always a detriment in the playoffs. Always that never goes in your favor. So they got to have somebody who can kind of guide the ship if they get into a hole in the playoffs. So I do think they need to add one piece. Do you think they can do you, like who do you think they can get? They can get like a wing to go with Jalen Williams, give him some blow. I don't know if they need another piece or
0: that you know obviously depth. Is not an issue for them right no, now because you right. Have,
1: you're you're right. They can flip people like Trey Mann can go. Um, I don't they think Lou have all that fl- good, I don't think flipping Lou Dort is a good idea this year. I think they should just keep him. He's a good three point shooter. Uh,
0: whoever they added would just be sort of like playoff veteran uh-huh. leadership. Oh, Ish Smith type of player. That kind yes, of somebody yeah. who's been there and done it. And okay, guys, let's look at the long haul. For the most part, I think they're kind of not stuck where they are. They're at their ceiling where they are. However, with Holmgren coming off his injury, and if he kind of goes, I think the whole team goes with him.
1: He was Rookie of the Month again. So the two months that Webb was in the West as a rookie, Holmgren won him both times. So you think Holmgren's going to win that Rookie of the Year?
0: I... I mean, leaning towards that way, I will say so,
1: the, the highlight reel for web and yam and that bucks game that was on national television was quite the truth. The
0: highlight reel is there, but every and it's now that I've, um, Watch and watching, watching watching like a weird Rondo
1: behind the back and turn into a reverse jam and transition. Like how in God's name could a person do that? I mean, was he seven foot four,
0: seven, five. And, but watching the Spurs are, they're just a bad team who are poorly coached right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is kind of odd coming from a pop thing. Cause remember Brooklyn, when they, you know, made those disastrous trades and were just left to build with whatever they could. And the players were playing the system. They weren't good, and they were still losing, but they were playing the system, so as they got better, but it seems like everything Pop does is just sort of out of the window. And they play fast, which
1: is not a Pop thing. You know, like, it it is totally unrecognizable.
0: It's quite bizarre. All right, moving on to the final, I think, sort of team we could sort of just peek in on.
1: Okay. Dallas. You know, they're always in the huge buyer
0: market. They're always in a huge buyer market. They're always in that, you know, they're going to add another superstar. They're always like New York, just sort of superstar hungry. And do you think this is the year they kind of do it
1: in terms of making a run
0: in terms of trying to get upgrade their team?
1: Yeah, um they they I don't think Great Williams is one of those people you do have that Rashawn Holmes contract you can you can um move around. Maxie Kleber, I know he fits well in terms of their starting five when he's healthy, but he's because he's not been healthy, but you could probably move him. I'll say this. I saw a game where um Luca didn't play and Kyrie did it Kyrie went off. He still got it. You know, to steal a phrase, like, talking about Kyrie Irving, like and when Kyrie and Luca play, they're awesome. It's an awesome offense. So, like, I think they can be dangerous is is like to kind of to kind of shorten my, my point. But, yeah, they can move some pieces. Like, do you think they are? Do you think they're going to give up on Jaden Hardy? He's sort of their backup point card at this point.
0: The only reason I mentioned that is because we mentioned Siakam, and Dallas seems like a person who. Siakam would be a perfect fit. They seem like a Dallas. team who would go all in. Yeah, but um, they have
1: to throw so much in there. You got to throw in expirings, maybe Josh Green, because they want to. Uh, Toronto's going to want a future player in return. You know, Omax Prosper. Like the, you're going to have to throw a lot in there. It would probably be like Grant Williams, Omax Prosper, Jaden Hardy,
0: Omax Hardy.
1: Yeah,
0: Dwight Powell.
1: So you have a backup to Josh Yacht- Green. Cole. Yeah, they, they you gotta throw a lot in there. They're they already kind of emptied the cover for Kyrie last year and they missed the plan. Well, they they were going to probably be in the plan and they tanked it so that they
0: well and it. see what happened is they got Derek Lively out of it, who has been awesome. Yeah. He, he has is fit in center. perfectly. He's the role
1: man. Mm-hmm.
0: It was you're not you're not being asked much.
1: But you you'll have to... no depth. But if you get Siakam, you got an awesome starting five, but you got no depth. So, can that get you through the playoffs? Like, look, I mean, it helped out Golden State. Golden State was able to do with pretty much a starting five and uh, kind of sort of a bench, but they only got to the second round last year. Like, do you think Dallas can get past that point? I don't know, man. Like, the West is open, but Denver is not. Denver is still really, really good and the suns make a move in minnesota oh by the way the best record in the west with the best defense in the league.
0: and that's the thing is you can make a kind of a case for you can like listen to the fans and be like yeah this is our year and you go dallas like you know what if kyrie and luca go off they're kind of unstoppable they are i
1: agree with you in a best of seven they're going to be tough to beat i you have but you have phoenix
0: it's like man if those guys get hot they're Tough to go off. The they're Clippers. tough to stop. The Clippers, if they're hot, is tough to stop. Pelicans, if Zion's in beast mode, like, mm-hmm. they're a tough out. They is... look
1: good. They did get blown <sighs> out by the Clippers, but they have looked good.
0: It's not like the East where you're like, everybody's this, you know, this is a West-centric episode. But in the East, you're like, Cleveland, yeah, they've been battling injuries all year. They're kind of a disappointment. Miami, yeah, they're good, but...
1: They always they're... rope a dope in the regular season. Yeah, you right? have
0: Brooklyn and Chicago in the play in game. And man, man, I, I, like like you already said,
1: it's not a West centric episode. What happened to the Brooklyn Nets? Oh my god, they looked terrible in the last month. Injuries. But did you like the fact that the league is really monitoring this uh the the um the deliberate west? Yeah, because they actually caught they caught Brooklyn doing it in late December and they fined him. So you clearly they're paying attention to these uh, these really out of sequence tank fests.
0: They are as well as they should. And in the
1: West you can't tank right now, like you said. Like you when we talk about LeBron resting, like you can't. Like it's too tight. The Sacramento Kings it, are really good still, but it's too tight to rest, guys.
0: The thing with Brooklyn, I think comes down to injuries yes and i know cam thomas was out for a spell and he mysteriously gets hot and goes like scores 40 points a game out of nowhere
1: mm-hmm. right but
0: I, I think when ben simmons was there for for his six games they mm-hmm. looked good and i think they p- kind of put all their money into the the ben simmons bank of you're back you're going to be good which he was and when he went out there's kind of uh, Claxton has been, had a little There's injury. another guy
1: that could get moved into the West Spencer Dinwiddie Again
0: Well he has value mm-hmm. But he doesn't Mikhail Bridges Is, is good Yes absolutely. Cam Johnson has been fairly I don't
1: want to say Average adequate He hasn't taken that big giant leap That Bridges did um, And Claxton's good Claxton's good. And
0: Cam uh, Thomas is just like I said, when he when he's hot and he's scoring 40 points, he doesn't provide much. It's just I
1: mm-hmm.
0: does not provide much on defense.
1: And and really, like, e- even though even though, like, we're not even talking too much about the East. like there's really not much to talk about in terms of trades involving Boston, Milwaukee and Philly. There's really not much they can do like that. But Philly made their move. The only one I can think that Boston can even consider trading is Peyton Pritchard and for Milwaukee, Pat Connaughton. And that's about it. You know they're stuck with what—not stuck, quote unquote—they're awesome, but the 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 roster they have is the roster they have. It's kind
0: of annoying listening to the rumor page of well, the Celtics are interested in Bogdanovich. Well, what Uh are you going to give? Yeah, what are you (laughs) going to? Who who are they going to take? Like Derek White?
1: You're not trading Derek White, you know?
0: Their their top five are just extremely good, and I'll, I'll
1: give you one East team that might be on the verge, um, Atlanta. That one might be on the verge of a blow up.
0: With that, will be next episode. But yeah, because there'll just, be a
1: lot of rumors there. There was some erroneous one that popped up that De- DeJounte Murray will be traded, quote unquote.
0: But it's seeming more and more likely that he will. And yeah. for a team that gave up four firsts, I think mm-hmm. for purpose. him. Yep. And then we're going to move him and they might, you know, you. And it was funny because we were like, oh, that will be a perfect fit for Toronto and then all of a sudden quickly's there and hey, quickly yep. looks quickly looks pretty
1: good. Yeah. So, you think Memphis can move some pieces with that depth because of the fact that they might like throw the towel in? Because they're still way out of it.
0: All it takes is a couple hot weeks and mm-hmm. I don't know what they can really do with Steven Adams out as long as yeah. you have Mac Biambo. I mean, if they get Siakam. Ooh, that's a team to watch.
1: You see Oklahoma city is one of those teams at the top of the West. Who's been a surprise who can move some pieces because of their death. Minnesota. I probably wouldn't. I don't think they're like the only ones I could think of really are those rookies who the, the rookie contract guys who haven't really like uh, shown up Josh, but and Wendell Moore. And then there's shake Milton, but like guys like Nikhil, Alexander Walker, Kyle Anderson, they fit really well with what they do. I wouldn't move anybody. I would well, just stand we
0: say that and I think it'll be quiet and it's a lot of hubbub, but all it takes is just one team to get crazy and like, we're going all in and then everybody else has to go all in. So yep. who knows?
1: There's always um, one drunk team. There's always one drunk team. The Toronto New York one was not a drunk team. That was the, a drunk trade. That was more of like a, Hey, we, we can both get better from this type of as trade. As of right now, out.
0: that is like the Halliburton Sabonis. A win-win. Yep. This piece helps you. That piece oh, you mean, helps you. Oh, you
1: mean fake all star um, Tyrese Halliburton, according to Wally Zerbiak? <laughs> hey, and, and just a stat pattern. Don't ever talk <laughs> shit about a player if you're calling games, because you know they're going to find out and you know they're going to lo- stare at you the entire game. That's what Halliburton did to Zerbiak <laughs> for the next game.
0: All right, then. Well, this this West Side episode. Um, okay, Biggie's really like it. Like, like I said, we weren't a biggie was East Coast, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, sigh. All right, then. Well, for Andrew Reish, I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one. Later.